Welcome to Fresh Takes on the Future of Work. We are focused on fresh perspectives from business and HR leaders about the future of work. Fresh is an acronym for freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. Values core to operating in the future of work. We'll tie back to these while exploring interesting stories and actionable ideas. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jess Pagoni, co-founder and CEO of Luna. We are the comprehensive solution for flexible work arrangements designed to meet employees where they are now and in the future. Through intelligent software and expert consulting, we enable managers and their companies to offer flexibility focused on where and how people work, how people learn and grow, and benefit and perk utilization. Our guest today is Molly Sonstang. Molly is the co-founder of Cave Day, a company dedicated to improving people's relationship to work. Cave Day is focused on leading deep work sessions for a global community. Molly, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks so much. It's nice to chat. Before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit more about Cave Day, how how Cave Day was born as an idea and, and really where you focus? Yeah, so so when you say you know Cave Day is a company improving people's relationship to work, what does that really mean? What does a relationship to work look like? We think about relationship to self and other, and relationship to work is something that we don't often think about, and it, and this is something that we spend a lot of our working, you know, a lot of our awake hours on, and if we don't have a healthy relationship to our work, it's going to impact other relationships, right? So how can we improve the relationship to work? And, you know, we found that my partners, my partners and I, Jeremy Redleaf and Jake Kahana, about five years ago, we started this and we, we just noticed that we are working in a world that is just, we are constantly distracted. And those are internal distractions, external distractions, whether it be notifications or endless meetings that we don't need to be in or new distractions from working from home. The couch is right there. The refrigerator is right there. How do we do our deep, important work when we're distracted all the time? So we came up with this fairly simple concept of removing distractions and having someone as a a facilitator, a guide that's helping you stay on track for your important work. So we almost think of it as like a facilitated gym class, but for your work. You know, imagine going to a yoga class and there's there's the teacher there that's there that helps, gives you some sort of inspiration or reads a quote or something, but you're the one that's showing up to do the practice. So similar in the cave, which is what we call our sessions, there's the facilitator there that's helping you sort of get in the space where flow is possible, but you're the one that's doing the hard work that sort of requires putting the blinders on or going into a figurative cave. So this idea is incredible. I when when I first learned about your company, I was like, I need a cave day. This is amazing because even I think about you know, using the yoga analogy again, when I'm in a yoga class and there's an instructor there, I am all in. I'm focused. I'm trying to push the limits of my practice. Whereas if I do like a video, like an on-demand video of yoga, I'm doing like a lot of Shavasana and um, I'm kind of hanging out a little bit more than I should. The cave day, the facilitated guide component of your cave days reminds me almost like it's an accountability partner for getting into that flow state, which feels so good, by the way. So I I feel like you, you must have people emerging from the cave feeling like, 
I just conquered the world. I just did so many great things. Yeah, there's two things I want to say in response to that. First is there's something the facilitation is is terrific. That is account, you know, you're holding your you're being held accountable, but also the group, the power of 50 to 100 people at the same time showing up and you know that they're there. I'm here, we're committing to each other in a way, and the facilitator is there to sort of hold the space. And secondly, yes, people report to getting two and a half times more done in a cave session versus not. So yeah, it really does feel like you're, you're being more effective with your time and your output is like maybe more impactful. And the people with you, you're referring to as the global community. That's right. That, That's that you're, right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So interesting, and I, I have to say, just incredibly relevant to the world that we live in with all of these distractions and bells and whistles that you referred to. So I'm glad you're here today. I'm going to be fascinated by your answers about the future of work because you're looking at this from through a very interesting lens in terms of how people are actually executing their work. So we're going to dive right in on the, the Fresh Take show. We ask everyone the same five questions. So are you ready, Molly? I'm ready. All right. It is time to get fresh. The first question for you is how do you define the future of work? I love this question and it's, I've been sitting with it and I find that it's almost impossible to answer because I think that the future of work is going to look exactly the same and completely different. I think both are true. I think there's, there's such diversity in the way that so many of us work. And I think it comes down to industries companies within those industries, the culture at each company, teams, and even down to the individual, I think it's going to look different. Like it could be, it could, if we are working the same, in the same organization, I think it, my work could look very different from your work. And, and I also think that offices are going to open again. We're going to go back to work, but there's, it's, so there's going to be a, a sense of, of normalcy also just feeling completely different. So it's, I don't have like a, that's my, that's my way of answering your question in a way that I'm not really answering it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can appreciate it. Cause I think it's a hard, I think it's a really hard question. It's why we start there and um, we can unpack it as we go through the next few. Um, but a, quite a meta answer, I would say from you. I, I like it that it's like, it's like, it's different and it's the same at the same time. But somehow I totally understand what you're trying to say that there's going to be a lot of change, maybe ongoing change, while there's also people are going to find their their common thread or their their comfort spaces within within what work looks like ongoing. And I think that it's we almost don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Like the future of work this month versus, you know, Q2 of next year, it, it's it's kind of all a guessing game. And what I'm coming away with is how can we and we like how can employees and managers be agile i think that's yeah. like my biggest my biggest takeaway from all of this conversation absolutely so so i'm handing you a magic wand you can change anything one thing but you can change anything about work life right now what what is it that you would change it's such an easy and obvious answer to me. Um, it's pervasive meeting culture across almost all industries. We are finding ourselves in, in like I mentioned at the top of this, meetings that we don't need to be in, length of time the meetings are in, are, um, there's the way they're scheduled and it's, they're scheduled multi, you know, throughout the day. So when are you meant to get your important work done? How are we, no, no wonder we're distracted. No wonder we can't, sit down and, and, and think deeply about 
sticky problems in our work because it's like your schedule and you and then not, not to mention the scheduling of the meetings um, and I so I think you know I don't know necessarily what the what the solution is you know I know that many companies will try no meeting days and that's great but how long do, do they stick to that um, I, yeah I just I find that meeting culture so so we're finding that that employees are working longer hours they're they're doing their hard work on the evenings and weekends if there was a way that companies could come together and make some agreements around how meetings are scheduled and um, it takes a lot of uh, setup but i think that it could really benefit output yeah as someone who has a career in death by meeting i i completely understand uh, and i i love this answer one common question that our our customers managers will ask their employees within within Luna's technology is when do you do your best thinking and when do you prefer to have meetings so depending on the role you're in sometimes you might need meetings you might need collaboration to be the the space that the thinking is happening in or it might be decoupled that like let's have the meetings and then I need to go do my thinking and so I think maybe to further complicate it a bit before we figure out the solution and we'll figure this out molly i think we can do it <laughs> but um but is that what like at the individual level people might need different or prefer different things so right now where where maybe they're they're using the early morning or the evening to get the thinking work done if the, if you're someone who does your best thinking in the middle of the day then there's a missed opportunity there the company is probably not getting the best from you as a person and you're not feeling like you can kind of have those breakthrough moments really get into that flow so i do think it's a it's a hairy challenge to crack but like i said we'll figure it out well i, I think we can do it when, when you think about fresh takes so freedom resourcefulness empathy simplicity and happiness which area, which of these values in the future of work do you see as the most pressing right now uh, based on your experiences and, and as you reflect on that like employer-employee dynamic? Of course, I think they're all incredibly important, but there's one that I, I see as the building block, as the, like, the absolute foundation for the others to be possible. And I think that's empathy, both from both perspectives. I think, you know, both meeting manager and employee, but I think it really does stem from the, the manager first, leading with empathy. If you don't have empathy, how can these other things, the, I, feel, I feel as though the others, freedom, resourcefulness, simplicity, and happiness are forced. And empathy is a, it's a hard skill to learn, but I think it's possible. Yeah. And the, the empathetic leaders, I mean, if, if you've had the opportunity to work with one or, or many, are the ones that you're like, all right, I, 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 now we have this trust and we're in it. Like, like you would do anything for those great leaders that have the empathy. So I, I see where you're coming from there, that, that it all sort of hinges on that empathetic factor. And you can see, you can read through when it's forced. And I mean, I think empathy comes with authenticity and definitely for an authentic manager, you're going to feel, you're going to feel like you you want to show up with your whole self more. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do you think managers can be most effective in the months ahead? What, what would you, what are maybe some actions or recommendations you'd have for managers? I mentioned this at the top of our conversation, but I think uh, there's 
to like leaders, leaders need to make decisions, right? They have to make decisions. And in order to make decisions, they need to gather data. And how do they gather that data? They should be talking to their, their employees, talking to their teams, and, and then feeding that back. Like it, exactly what you said, there's, there's individuals need different things, but if you, and, and, and like, I'm gonna need something different than you. I work in the morning, this person works in the evening. How do I know that without going and gathering data from the actual employee? And, and so I, and with that, with after gathering that data, I think it really comes down to patience and agility, which I mentioned at the top, having, being able to, like, I think there's just this, there's nothing that's hard and set right now. We're not, nothing is firm. So how, how can we, as a manager who maybe doesn't have practice patience or isn't a patient person, how do you, how do you learn that skill? And, and I think, yeah, just being able to practice agility in every part of the way we live right now. It's, it's so true. Tough. I mean, I think so many people have felt like they're on quicksand for a while, that it's like, you just can't get this strong footing. And in some ways that might be part of our ongoing new reality, that things will be changing at a faster pace. They, they have been for some time with the rate of technology changing and just that that has led to so, so many innovations and breakthroughs, which of course are wonderful, but at the same time are creating an acceleration in how life is happening. And so I think some of that quicksand feeling might need to be, like you said, something that people are practicing and learning to be comfortable in instead of expecting it to go away. Right. So my final question for you is, what's a company, who is a company you admire for their fresh take? So I'm going to, again, answer it in a, in a different way. There's a, a person that I follow that I think is really looking at the future of work and culture and, and Helen Peterson. Oh, I wonder yes. if you're familiar mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. She, she, I'm just, I'm, I use a lot of her, she just gathers a lot of information on current current topics around around the working world. Um, and I think that she has a fresh perspective. It's not necessarily, it's not a company, she's not a company, but I, I really admire and, and learn a lot from, from what she's seeing from a, like a bigger perspective, higher perspective. Yeah, yeah. And, and in many ways, people like Anne Helen Peterson are, are those futurists and, you know, predictors, or even just saying like, I'm looking at all this data and this is what it's telling us. So, so I also admire her and appreciate her, her fresh take. So thank you for introducing her to the uh, podcast community here. Cause now everyone can go find her. Molly, if listeners want to come find you, what's the best way to connect with you? I think going to caveday.org is the best place to learn about cave day and, and, you know, you can dig in deeper on me. My name is there too, but, but cavedayorg is the, the best place to find awesome. out about me. I can't wait to try my first cave session or cave day. Again, I think it's brilliant. So thanks so much for your answers today. This has been a, a wonderful episode and I am sure our listeners will agree. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. What a treat. Uh, thank you to everyone that's listening. And of course, don't forget to stay fresh.